Boom! Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode 423, is it not, John? I'm your yeah, host, Jake Jabberilli. This is Blockchain John. Go ahead, John. Sorry. Hey, no. Four, yeah, you're right. 423, man. What a week, man. We're barely halfway through the week, and I'm already burnt out, man. Just, uh, I just came back from Hacker Dojo. There was an event out there. And now we're doing the podcast, and it doesn't stop. Because I'm going to go back there in two days for an, <laughs> uh, like a global NFT uh, uh, get-together out there. And then uh, I think uh, there's something else on Saturday that I'm going to. So, yeah, it's gonna it's a busy it's a busy week. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff for the podcast, which is good, man, because that's what it's all about. I'm trying to get as much content as possible to share it to the world. All the content all the time. Well, you, you never really – the, the prophet's never – Loved in his own land until after he's gone, right? <laughs> Crypto Prophet. Oh, wait. There's got to be somebody out there named Crypto Prophet already. Hey, well, it means thanks thanks for telling me. I think my day has been dedicated to uh, probably very boring stuff to most everyone else, but uh, trying to pull up the functionality of a, uh, what's it called, uh, Cortex-A7 miner. And it's not like anybody didn't tell me it wasn't going to work. I knew that. I still had to see it for myself. So I spent a long, long time trying to get a really, really crappy miner to actually work. And it does. And it's cra- it's still crappy. Not surprisingly. And I'm not disappointed. I learned something. That's what I wanted to do. So let's get on with crypto news. But first, paying the bills. We appreciate everybody watching the show. And if you want to donate, here are our donate links. And if you want to watch us, here are the places you can watch us, like YouTube, Discord, checking out Twitter on Twitter Spaces, like we did the other day, Twitch, Odyssey, and then other places you can donate. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate do that. You can also, of course, buy... Oops, that's not right. You go to Dynamo here. Nope, C3 Media. C3 Media. We got two T-shirts. No, go back to the C3 Media. What are you doing? C3 Media t-shirts, stacks, hats, and hodl, as well as diamond handle handles. Diamond hands. The two t-shirts are available. You guys check them out if you want. And they're both 25 bucks, and we will eventually, once I get around to it, <laughs> make it a black t-shirt. <laughs> but there are other colors for these t-shirts. The uh, job of the day is in New York, New York, from a company called Mad Hive. Mad Hive is looking for a product manager for strategy. Matt Hive is, according to their little blurb here, is an end-to-end advertising solution that leverages cryptography and machine learning to power modern media. Matt Hive's advertising suite provides tools for audience forecasting, precision targeting, and activation, and cross-screen attribution against its proprietary OTT first device graph. Don't ask me what that means. Customers include advertisers that leverage Madhive's next-generation cryptography to prevent fraud and increase margins and broadcast giants and that leverage the platform to power their digital TV offerings. As a project strategist, you will be asked to synthesize and balance a myriad of different feature requests from all of our clients, regularly interfacing with both client management teams and clients themselves a request or reported workflow problem is transformed into an actionable changes or into actionable changes that can be made to the product. Working closely with product managers, you will determine what when approved client features to be built will be scheduled and completed. 
and use that information to manage client expectations. Combine scope client request, product management driven feature iterations, and engineering proposed system uh, improvements, the product strategy team will produce a realistic and actionable roadmap to be communicated back to the entire organization. I'm an engineer and I still don't know what I just said. So if you're a project manager, have at it. I'm not gonna go into the rest of that. The quote of the day, John. Quote of the day, yeah. So once again, you guys can head over to the Discord channel and go to our C3 Media General and chit chat with us, we'll be there. So for episode 423, here's a quote from Robert Schiller, Nobel Prize winning professor of economics at Yale University. Quote, I think Think of Bitcoin as a remarkable social phenomenon. It's an epic epidemic of enthusiasm. It is a speculative bubble that doesn't mean that it will go to zero. Speculative bubble recur. We had a bubble in Bitcoin in 2013 and it looked like it was done. It fell from 1000 to 200. But now look, it comes back. And that's, that's cool. what we're dealing with Pretty right cool now, quote. if you yeah. ask me. Yeah. The market is, we're in crypto winter actively right now. Everyone's freaking out. But in a short period of time in the future, we get to say, now look at it. Yeah, exactly. Back. If, you, if you don't like this emotional roller coaster, you need to get off right here. <laughs> so let's continue on. Getting to the news, this is some pretty crazy news here, uh, where John here is... John's yeah. in the South Bay, but this news comes from the East Bay. Do you want to read it? Or you want me yeah. to read it? So sure, I got it. So this uh, came up on my on my phone, local local news. So this is uh, from ABC Seven News, from Michael Finney and Randall Yip. Bay Area man loses three hundred eighty thousand dollars investing in cryptocurrency suggested by women he met online. Investors fear they may have been conned out of hundreds of thousands of uh, and even millions of dollars from a high stakes deal introduced to them by attractive women. The Federal Trade Commission says it's seen an uptick of complaints involving romance and cryptocurrency. Kevin Sam of Antioch met a woman online in February who reached out suddenly via a direct message. She was very kind still to this day. She's kind of empathetic. Sam told Seven on your side. He says their online relationship grew, but they still have not met in person. Sam remembers uh, her mentioning an investment opportunity in cryptocurrency on February 10th. Quote, open the wallet and enter the mining pool, she wrote, urging Sam to invest with the site called DeFiBase.com. He did just that, and he says it immediately paid off. Originally, it started at $2,000, then it went up to $5,000, Almost a week later, he said, so he invested more money. At $50,000, I was making $1,000 a day, said Sam. He even borrowed $100,000 from his for his mother to invest. But he says when he tried to cash out some of his investments, he ran into problems. <laughs> Quote, you are participating in the seven-day 100000 USDT gift on the mining pool. Not withdraw during the pledge period, the company told him. That was on February on, on March fifth. And all he says he invested uh, two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars and still hasn't been able to withdraw his money. He filed the complaint with the FBI. Two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars was removed from the crypto uh, Coinbase wallet without consent. Sam wrote, "The FTC says it cannot comment on any current or 
potential investigations, nor could it comment on any particular crypto platform. The agency issued a report that put total losses from crypto-related fraud from January 2021 through the first quarter of this year at more than $1 billion. Senior data research Emma Fletcher said oftentimes investors are led to believe their investments is growing when in fact the website is fake. The website will be used to encourage them to send more and more until they finally go to withdraw their money and find out that they can't get it back, she said. Uh -huh. Dillian Billet is CEO of the investment firm Reason, Ryzen Holdings. He says he too invested in DeFi base after meeting a woman online who suggested it. Probably the same woman. <laughs> or the same person claiming still, to be a woman. <laughs> but who he still hasn't met. Mm. My account has been frozen with $1.2 million and they are still trying to beg me to send another $215,000 to release my funds, he wrote in its complaint to the FBI. Billet said he's been investing in crypto for seven years. He checked out DeFi base and saw that it listed Tom Gosner, founder of DocuSign, as an advisor to the company. He said he invested slowly, saw it build up, was able to withdraw funds, so he invested even more money. Then I started putting clients with my investment firm that I have into it. And that's when the rug was pulled and a lot of funds are compromised, Billet said. He would later find out that, that Gosner was not part of DeFi base and that his name and image were used without his consent. Seven on, seven on your side caught up with Gosler recently while uh, while mm. was vacationing. Well, yeah. Since I have nothing to do with it, it makes me feel real frustrated because I can't stop it. I don't like being associated with people getting ripped off, Gosler told Seven on your side. Yeah, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. That's just a lesson learned. Yeah. Do not trust people online that you don't know. Don't invest into people that are saying, hey, invest into this project. It's one of those just done do I it, to man. say that that do this it. is not the first time nor the second tenth nor the hundredth nor probably even the millionth time this has happened people get scammed for all kinds of reasons because yeah. of greed and because of love because of well almost anything and it is unfortunate i mean this is i remember who it was elizabeth warren who said the reason we've been uh despite the rules being put in place despite the laws besides all these different things we're doing to try to keep people from losing their money doing to other people scamming them uh it's it still happens you know mm -hmm. and it in crypto is just another way it can happen it's not the only way it can happen but it's another yeah. it's the latest way people are like oh well i can make lots of money here and it, and and of course the website's lying to them all this time so and i remember this happening to another guy uh another romance scam happening not even that long ago in the east bay it was maybe like three years ago before COVID, I remember it's a very similar article. We didn't read it, per se, because we didn't have the show back then. But I remember reading something exactly like this. So it sucks. On to some more crappy news. <laughs> With uh, Decrypt, one of our favorite news sources from a fellow named Jason Nelson, troubled crypto lending platform Celsius files for bankruptcy. Dun, 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 dun. Bankruptcy. Oh, this is not, not fun at all. After weeks of speculation and rumors, that is month, over a month now, lawyers representing crypto lending platform Celsius have officially notified regulators the company is filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. This is the right decision for our company, our community and company, Celsius co-founder and CEO Alex Mashinsky said in a press release posted late Wednesday. We have a strong and experienced team to place 
to lead Celsius through this process. Quote, I am confident that when we look back on this history of Celsius, we will see that this as a define well, we see this as a defining moment where acting with resolve and confidence served to the community and strengthened the future of the company, he continued. That was the end of his quote. Celsius says the filing will provide the opportunity to stabilize its business and consummate a comprehensive restructuring that maximizes... It's just a bunch of legalese here. Basically, sorry, we messed up, and uh, yeah, oh, here's some numbers. The company touts ample liquidity for $167 million in cash to support operations. Celsius' trouble began when... The, well, we already know when it started. We don't have to talk about that. Let's see. Celsius spent the next month paying back loans, uh, outstanding debts of over a billion dollars. Yesterday, the press released Vermont Department of Financial Regulation advised Celsius investors to proceed with caution, saying the crypto firm is deeply insolvent. <laughs> I, I blame Steve, but I think they do too. And lacks assets and liquidity to honor its obligations to account holders and other creditors. So, which means you probably lost your money. You want to sue them? Because I know some people who are. Um, anyway, Celsius not registered to operate in Vermont. The state regulator also advised investors to beware of the potential scams and forums encouraging short squeezing on the sell token, which has been happening for a bit now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, BitBoy is out there making a class action lawsuit against Celsius right now. He's probably he's pretty much uh, trying to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's the only person that I know that's doing that right now, but I'm sure there's going to probably be more out there. It's just going to be, it's not looking good for Celsius. And uh, it's unfortunate because I got I have a whole whole bag in there, man. It is what it is. I hope that uh, I get my funds up pretty soon. It would be yeah. nice if you, yeah, because like um, th- if they sold your funds to pay their debts, well, you can't get your funds back, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So... We'll right. have to see. Well, we'll see what happens. Yep. Continuing on with sad, not sad bad news. and depressing news. Not sad yeah. news. No. Okay. Point. So yeah, this one's uh, decrypt again. Uh, this one's written by Jason Nelson. Polygon among six Web three projects selected for Disney Accelerator. Mm. Uh, the Walt Disney Company has yet hasn't yet made any crypto plays of its own, but now it has multiple crypto companies in its accelerator program. Disney announced that uh, the 2022 participants of its accelerator program on Wednesday and leading Web3 companies, Polygon is among them. Quote, raise your hand if you remember your first Disney experience like yesterday. The Polygon account tweeted along with the link to the official announcement. We are excited to announce that Polygon has been chosen to be part of the Disney accelerator program. The program noted in an earlier tweet that it is also the only blockchain chosen for the program, though it's unclear how many others applied or were under consideration. Former known as Matic Network and rebranded in 2021, Polygon is a scaling and interoperability framework for building Ethereum-compatible blockchains that seek to address some of Ethereum's significant limitations, such as limited throughput and poor user experience. Joining Polygon this year's class are Web3 social media app FlickPlay, artificial intelligence platform InWorld, Web3 storytelling platform Lockerverse, Augmented reality company Red Six and Obsessus, an experimental e commerce platform. The program kicks off this week. Disney says participants will be provided with investment capital, access to co working spaces at the entertainment's giant creative campus in Los Angeles, and mentor support and guidance for Disney ex- executives, entrepreneurs, investors, and business leaders from the entertainment and technology fields. The accelerator is 
open to venture-backed growth stage startups with a vision for impacting the future of technology and entertainment. Disney says that this year's accelerator class will focus on building the future of immersive experiences through technologies like augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and non-fungible tokens. And we'll leave it at that. So yeah. What do you cool. think about Disney doing this? I don't. I don't know. I. You know what? Um, <laughs> Feels like a play on. Something. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Yeah. I, I give them a thumbs up on this. It sounds like you might have a different viewpoint on this. I'm gonna say yes, just because it's a big company and they're gonna bring um, a lot of money into into Polygon and other products out there. So right. that's the way I, I see it. If it, I can see it benefiting Polygon more than it been, than Polygon benefits Disney, but somebody out there just made a boatload of money by getting the hook up through Disney on the Polygon team. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, or maybe yeah. maybe somebody that works for Denny's like, hey, you know, I really like Polygon. I've been investing in it. It's a really good thing. Maybe we should do this. And, you know, anyways, I don't know what, which way it goes. But I, I guess I can't see what what is the purpose for Disney to get into Polygon. I Maybe we'll have to wait and see. But at this moment, I don't really know. So Soon we will see Mickey Mouse and Luke Skywalker on the blockchain. I'm sure there'll be something. I mean, I'm just glad they're not going with Ethereum. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. All right. So All right. some not so good news from Decrypt again, also by Jason Nelson. U.S. Treasury wants your comments on Biden's crypto orders, and they want you to comment, probably with foul language. No, no, I mean, just, you know, how you think. On Tuesday, the U.S. The US Department of Treasury announced an open invitation. Please give us your commentaries for on President Joe Biden's executive order on digital assets, aiming to leverage the wisdom of the crowd, the Biden administration and the U.S. Treasury are asking citizens to comment on Biden's order. So we're encouraging you, if you're watching the show, please go over, once we find out where the link is, uh, and make your comments known as well. For consumers, digital assets may present potential benefits. I think we know that by now such as faster payments as well as potential risks, including risk related to frauds and scams. So these aren't benefits. <laughs> Nellie Yang, Undersecretary of the Treasury for Domestic Finance, said in a statement, the Treasury Department is seeking to benefit from the expertise of the American people and market participants by soliciting public comment as we engage in this important work. I'm glad she thinks that. I am. I appreciate the uh, order ensuring responsible development of digital assets that's E-R-D-D-A, I don't know what that means, ERDA, was signed on March 9th, that was a while ago, and outlined U.S. policy objectives toward digital assets like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and stablecoins. Stablecoins aren't a coin. That's, you got to name the stablecoins. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like uh, this order is talking about a CBDC. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm sure, but... It uh, asked multiple government agencies to get on the same page with the eye toward regulating crypto. I find this very interesting that in the last uh, Democratic uh, president, the one who, who Biden served, that being Obama, we had a big push toward electric vehicles. And this, this push is coming at the age of crypto, even though crypto was during the Obama administration. Now the order enters the public input phase. Input, Stephanie. Those looking to comment on Executive Order 14067, as you can see in John's screen if you're watching it. I don't have it up on mine. Today's Tuesday release by Treasury calls the phase an opportunity for all interested parties to participate, uh, 
to parties to provide relevant input and recommendations on the implications of development and adoption of yada yada yada. I'm not going to read everything here, but I notice two Biden's administrative objectives are as follows, and I'm not going to read it. You can check it out for yourself, but it basically involves what do you guys think about crypto? What do you think about CBDCs? What do you think if, if we uh, you know regulate this crap, and do you think we should, or do you think we should just leave it as is? I'm sure there'll be a lot of argument going here. Now, I will personally put in my own, my own throw my hat in the ring here, my two Satoshis in this hat saying that uh, I do think that people should be made aware of how crypto works and the things that can scam you out of your money if you're not careful with it. But that would be true of any any proposition, like we just said with that article at the beginning of the hour. Um, don't just put your money into something that is too good to be true. If it's returning you more than 1% per day in interest, it's fake. And I would say that if you get out with double your money, you should just leave. <laughs> So, it, no, so this, nothing. Go ahead. This order does terrify me, considering that I, I obviously I didn't read it all, kind of glimpsed through it. But they're talking about CBDCs, and so if the government's considering a CBDC, I, I that that's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. No, no, we're not we're not we're not a dictatorship. What is going on? This is absurd. But what I do appreciate is that this is one of those major decisions that they're allowing the people to actually give to input. input on yep. something because there's a lot of um a lot of laws that are passed or orders that are passed that don't even give the people the opportunity the stuff just gets passed behind closed doors yep. which is stupid but this is one of those okay thank you at least i can just say thank you for just letting me see what's going on and give you my input uh, but so I am gonna. This is something I'm gonna read. I, I want. I want to know exactly what's going on with this. Look up a bunch of videos. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, it's 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 good go. to know that, that Biden is open enough to the idea that uh, to get the public's input and not just big corporation input, which of course they're allowed to do too. Um, corporations can say yay or nay, and we're a capitalistic slash socialistic society. If if done right, it can benefit both halves. Um, both perspectives, rather, socialism and capitalism. I think that within the government's functions, it's not a bad idea to have government money itself on the CBDC. That is not, you know, not public money, not money that's in the hands of citizens, but in the hands of the government itself. I think that CBDC would serve the government itself very well because it would keep everything digitized and it would keep a public record of all that, of all that money. Um, but I think private citizens still need to be able to use something besides the CBDC. And of course we can, right? Even now. Even though I'm not in favor of a CBDC, I'm in favor of CBDC to a certain degree. So, not... I, I, it, I see. You said yeah. you fall? Okay. So, let's continue on with uh, how an angry man yells at nothing. <laughs> this one's... So, we're going to... We're moving over to Crypto, crypto Potato. This one's written by Andrew Thorvalos. Uh, Charlie Munger bashes crypto as an open sewer of evil actors. Charlie Munger, vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, has reignited his ire for cryptocurrencies and the industry sound surrounding them. In his latest criticism, he deemed the entire space an open sewer, overrun by bad actors selling valueless digital coins. In an interview published in the Australian Financial Review on Tuesday, Munger referred to the crypto craze within recent years as a form of mass folly. He claims that the cryptocurrencies are investments in nothing. 
that one would need to be almost insane to consider. Such criticism are hardly new. Financial and political critics alike have endlessly dismissed cryptocurrencies as lacking any purpose besides environmental harm and money laundering. However, Munger has long attacked cryptocurrencies as not only worthless but fundamentally rotten. Quote, I just avoided as if... <coughs> Sorry, I got that uh, old man smoker's cough. I just avoided as as if it were an open sewer full of ma malicious organisms, he said in the interview. I just totally avoided and recommended everybody else follow my example. I don't know if I want to follow him, especially if he's farting down the hallway. <laughs> Continuing, Munger said he thinks anybody selling cryptocurrencies is either delusional or evil. I'm not interested in undermining the national currencies of the world, he said. His stance matches that which he held in February when he called crypto a, a venereal disease that he was happy to have avoided. I just regard it as beneath contempt, he said, uh, adding his admiration of China's outright ban on the sector. The billionaire has also called crypto a primarily criminal tool that's contrary to the interest of civilization. Chainalysis data shows that crypto transactions are becoming less dominated by criminals over time, but the absolute value laundered through the blockchain remains high. Warren Buffett, the longtime superior to Munger at Berkshire Hathaway, has virtually identical opinions on crypto as his right-hand man. The investor has famously labeled Bitcoin as rat poison. A statement that 30% of big Wall Street investors agree with last year. In May, Buffett claims that he wouldn't buy all Bitcoin in existence for $25 because the asset doesn't produce anything. During the same talk, he asserted that the dollars are ultimately what accepts accepted as money and the U.S. government would never let something like Bitcoin replace it. Huh. So far, two, two relatively poor nations have elected to make Bitcoin legal tender within their borders. However, neither, the, neither these countries, El Salvador nor the Central African Republic, have their own national currencies before Bitcoin, instead using dollars and the CFA franc, respectively. Mm. Yeah, they were just using USD or, as I said, CFA franc or franc. Um, so, yeah, they were just trying to get away from somebody else's uh, currency as their own. But a lot of other countries are considering it, too. You're going to a CBDC. Yeah. Yeah, we just finished talking about what 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 uh, Biden's talking about. He's talking about CBDC. I mean, if you're gonna have Bitcoin, a CBDC backed by Bitcoin, there you go, man. I mean, that's te technically we're not directly using it. We're indirectly using it on the or the, the I guess the Federal Reserve is gonna be indirectly holding Bitcoin. Um, I, I I don't know how they're gonna do it. If we, I don't know if it's I, gonna be. Like, I think at some point we need to speculate on this. I'm gonna have to do it right now, but we should speculate on what would happen if. Um, Bitcoin became the national currency or the international currency that already is. So let me just move on to something happy. Not an old man farting all over crypto. <clears throat> farting with his mouth. Yes. All right. So the last article here is, yes, Hostess really made crypto-themed Twinkies called the Twink Coin. <laughs> I think this is awesome. This is by Andrew Hayward on eCrypt. I thought it was a hoax, and so did my boss, and his boss too. We uh, field plenty of exaggerated, nonsensical claims in crypto media space, of course. That makes sense. But this was not one of those. Hostess really has released limited edition cryptocurrency-themed Twinkies. 
<laughs> and if you don't eat them, they'll last as long as Bitcoin. Snack blogs and food publications um, recently lit up the reports of Twinkcoin snack cakes. But why hostess create a why would hostess create a crypto-inspired version of the 92-year-old American icon? And didn't think Twink has a very specific meaning in today's vernacular. <laughs> it, oh well, it's I don't know. Maybe they knew. Maybe they knew. Maybe Oops. they knew. I don't know. Maybe Oops. they knew. Uh, yeah. In any case, a hostess representative confirmed to Decrypt today that Twink coin is real. But not a cryptocurrency, just a limited edition batch of circular coin-shaped Twinkies. Yes, coin-shaped Twinkies. They're available in 10 packs for $3.50 a box, vivid uh, via the PopWild website. Some reports note that Twink coin or Twinkies also would be sold at Walmart, but they're not listed at the retailer's website, so they're probably in the store. And you cannot find them in the Chicago area locations. Inspired by recent headlines, in discussion of cryptocurrency, we saw an opportunity to release a new take on a fan favorite hosted Twinkies to create the best investment consumers can make to satisfy their snacking needs. Yeah, well, if you if you eat these these coins, <laughs> they're gone, they're gone forever. Um, so I guess there's a way of burning Twinkie coin Twink coins. You know, you just mm -hmm. eat them. In in a bull market, the launch of Twink coin might have seen a top signal echoing the past moves. As a drink brand, Long Island Iced Tea changed its name to Long Blockchain in like 2017. <laughs> or the toilet paper brand, Charmin, releasing NFTs last year. I remember that. It was funny. First peak as the NFT market. With more than 12,000 cryptocurrencies already in existence, Twinkcoin actually was used to be 13,000. Maybe it's just that they didn't look it up. Is a first coin-shaped golden sponge cake of its kind, the representative added. And what's more, it's a currency with a stable value. It's always delicious. Like I said, if you eat them, you burn them. Nice. <laughs> and who is to say not better to return the next meme coin? I think they nice. should make Doge Twinkies. Doge Twink coin. Or something and now like that. I need to go. I, I, I don't normally grab those kind of snacks, but I am so going to go to Walmart's now and just try to see if they're yeah, there. They if they really are, did, I'm going to buy a bunch for of them. Enthusiasts like ourselves, and I'm, I'm personally not a super fan. I've never really liked Twinkies, but I mean, they're okay. Um, but. I can just, I, the reason I even like Twinkies in the first place, if you haven't seen the movie already, I recommend checking it out. Uh, Where Do I Fix Stars in a movie called UHF. It was made in the, in the late 80s. And he, uh, he, he gets home from his job. And he pulls a Twinkie out, um, stuffs a hot dog through it. No, no, he cuts a hole in the top of it, puts the hot dog into it like a bun, and then squeezes uh, squeeze cheese over the top of it. <laughs> Jesus, I thought you were going to say uh, Zombieland because they talk about Twinkies on there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, it was one of my first introductions to media and Twink, or rather uh, uh, Twinkies. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a great thing to end, end the show on. Thank you all for watching. If you've followed us all the way to the end as as usual and if you haven't already you know, step by our coin tree coin tree c-o-i-n c-o-i-n-t-r dot e-e slash c3 media and of course shop.jabberly.com slash c3 media to check out our t-shirts with that let's end the show on our favorite slogan stack sets and hodl adios <laughs>